We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Post-Memorial Day edition, Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. As is typical on Tuesdays, I'm your host, Jake Letarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, give John a follow, at Johnny McKex. Give myself a follow, at JakeSki52. Had a big weekend, John. What's the best part about Memorial Day weekend? Well, there is a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, from a non-sports perspective, got to go to a Bratfest here in town on Sunday. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, many beers and bratwursts were consumed. And then uh, there are a lot of great sports moments as well. I mean, Game 6 of uh, the Thunder Warriors series was great. But I think my favorite moment was probably Chase Utley, just like the ultimate villain. <laughs> you know, getting getting Syndergaard tossed from the game, coming up. Everyone wants him to get plunked. First pitch he sees, no respect, home run. Like, that was just so, just pure evil and great. I loved it. Yeah, a lot, lot to like Memorial Day weekend. Uh, of course, I, I had thought about going to Broadfest on opening night to see country legend Travis Tritt. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, didn't make it out that evening. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, a busy weekend here. Of course, uh, I really dig the Sunday night sports lineup for me personally. Well, sports plus Game of Thrones. I had Game of Thrones, oh, yeah. Kershaw on the mound, and a full night of UFC fights. So that was uh, sports paradise for me personally. <laughs> of course... Can't forget uh, about the troops and everything that they do to serve the whole point of Memorial Day weekend in the first place. So big shout out 
to our armed forces here. Well, John, let's get into the baseball portion of our podcast. Hopefully, the bulk here. We got a full slate of games Tuesday. All thirty teams in action after another pretty full slate on Memorial Day. We do break it up into two slates on FanDuel today. We've got James Shields and the Padres against Hisashi Iwakuma and the Mariners. That's on the early slate. We probably won't focus on that a ton. Uh, we've got Lance McCullers and the Astros against Patrick Corbin and the Diamondbacks, also on the early slate. Of course, Colby Lewis and the Rangers at Corey Kluber and the Indians. So those three games are going to kind of be separated to the early slate. We're going to try to delegate our picks here to the later slate of games here. But let's get things rolling, John, with uh, some general cash game talk. We're talking about safe pitchers that can be used today, and uh, you've got a pretty intriguing pick here. Uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Now, I'm, I'm going to go with Steven Matz here at 10,300, going at home against the White Sox. And I'm not really sure what, what has been going on with the White Sox of late. Uh, it seems like that, that Royals' insane seven-run uh, seven comeback on Saturday uh, kind of just broke their spirit, as as it were. I mean, they allowed Matt Harvey to kind of get off the schneid yesterday, and that was uh, you know pretty surprising development. So I'm going to go back to the well there. I'm going to pick on the White Sox a little bit here. I respect that lineup in general, but slumping a little bit. So I'm going to go with Matt's here. He's been really solid at home. He, uh, the Mets are minus 168 favorites on the day, which is one of the better odds you're going to get for a starting pitcher. And Matt's has just been really solid of late, going seven plus in three of his last four starts, and he's had seven or more strikeouts in three of those last four starts as well. Yeah, Matt's a, a, an intriguing option. I can see where you're coming from here. My biggest concern with Matt's, though, is the just the Mets lineup on a whole here. Their, their lack of corner infielders means Eric Campbell, Trey Kelly getting a lot of play, Deaza, Flores. Uh, just the, the offensive support does worry me a little bit. Sure. Uh, it's the very much the same case uh, with the White Sox who are sending Matt Latos to the mound. So even against that lineup, uh, Matt Latos might have a tough time limiting the Mets offense there. Mm-hmm. Now, initially looking at the slate, my thought for a cash game pitcher was to go with my pick on the Padres pattern. Uh, Hisashi Iwakuma at 9,000, but of course that's on the early slate and a lot of us might not make it today. So I'm going to go ahead and transition it over to Jake Arrieta at 12,000. He's as safe as it gets, I think, on this on this slate because two of your top-tier pitchers, Jose Fernandez and Garrett Cole, are squaring off against each other. So that's going to be a very tough one to pick a win. Sure. You already got the mats picked down. So I'm going to go up to Arrieta, 12,000. His price isn't as terrible as it has been so far. Dodgers, I'm going to trust Vegas on this one. Uh, the Dodgers are not expected to win this game. Cubs are minus 208 favorites. So that alone... Gives me enough win probability. And you know what you get with Arietta. The just the stellar ERA limiting his base runners and of course big time potential for strikeouts there. So just dominant. Yeah, you know, he's not Kershaw priced at thirteen thousand or greater, but at twelve thousand he can still give you some options. So most of my cash games are going to be featuring Arietta just because I don't know about the Mets offense and the Fernandez Cole matchup, like the two of them really limits each other's win probability there. So that's what I'm digging for the cash games today. Jake Arietta, John, going with Steven Matz here. If you're listening to this podcast, you know how much John and I love daily fantasy baseball and love talking to you about it. We want to deliver great content to our listeners, and the best way to do that is to learn more about you. In order to do that, we've created a survey that's quick, anonymous, and you'll have a chance to win a Google Chromecast just for helping out. I use my Google Chromecast all the time. We've got a couple in the office. Good stuff there. To get that, visit mylistenerstudy.com and tell us about yourself. Easy as rating and reviewing the podcast. That's mylistenerstudy.com. We'll learn more about you, and you'll get a chance to win a Chromecast, what I call a win-win situation. Again, that's mylistenerstudy.com. Thank you, listeners. Well, John, 
Let's move on to the hitter portion of the of the podcast here. We'll kind of hint at some t- stacks and whatnot, but for the most part, we'll start it off by going uh, with a breakdown uh, position by position here. So starting at the catcher spot, who are you uh, kind of trying to target tonight, John? Okay, this is, this is the start of a of kind of a theme for me on today's podcast. It's a little bit out there compared to where we'll usually go. I'm going with A.J. Pierzynski of the Braves at 2,200. Now, this is a bit of a punt play, but there's some factors going uh, in his advantage and the Braves' advantage today. I mean, you're going to have Jake Peavy on the hill in Atlanta. Uh, so, you know, Pierzynski's going to be at home. He's got a 5-for-17 five, five uh, career batting mark against Jake Peavy. Uh, you know, at 2,200, you know, you have a decent sample size to work with here. I mean, you're not going to expect a ton out of Pierzynski tonight, but if he is in the lineup, he's definitely a viable guy for, at 2,200. That's so cheap. You really are able to to kind of stack uh, your lineup elsewhere. So I'm going to go with uh, the veteran, A.J. Pierzynski here. Yeah, I, I like Pierzynski, but you're going to want to double-check those Rotowire uh, lineups here uh, beforehand because uh, I know Pierzynski typically... Sometimes the backup to Tyler Flowers, and he has right. started on back-to-back days. And, of course, I believe the Braves played a, it was a, a couple of late afternoon games in a row. So I don't know if they'll lean on the, on the, on, uh, the veteran. They're heavy. There's a chance Tyler Flowers gets that start. But either way, whatever, I mean, any Braves are going to be in play against Peavy, who's just uh, he's one more blow-up away from getting bumped from that rotation. There. We keep saying it, but we still get to face Peavy every week, it seems. So it's mm-hmm. kind of nice. I'll take it. Yeah, no, it just, uh, it's the same thing with Willie Peralta, the mm-hmm. Brewers, who is just like any day now he's going to get bumped from that rotation <laughs> but uh that happened we should have a like a rotation grid like starters to get bumped like some sort of pool in the office whoever had the phil hughes square would have won that with him getting bumped from the twins rotation right. last week there for sure <laughs> but back on topic here i gotta check out the catcher position my guy for tuesday is going to be i'm going to go back to that milwaukee brewer well there's going to be a lot of cardinals we'll recommend in this game but on the brewer's side i do like jonathan lucroy at 3600 he has a long history against mike leak who uh he faced many times while with the reds now great american ballpark may have something or another to do with that but lucroy has a 1139 ops over 32 at bats and he's been especially with Braun out, he's been one of the few Brewers that can really hit consistently lately. Of course, Jonathan VR having a pretty solid campaign as well. Maybe the Brewers get Braun back and then there's uh, you know, then they have to pitch to Lucroy. They don't won't really have a choice. Right. But that shouldn't make a huge difference either way. I think Lucroy, I believe he's like the third or fourth price catcher on the slate and he's someone that can at least get you a couple hits. So very high floor in cash games with the potential for 25-30 point effort in tournaments. Yeah, those Brewers have, have really put up some mm-hmm. pretty gaudy numbers of, of late, so yeah. I, I think Lucro is definitely a good choice here. Yeah, it's definitely not the hitting that's at fault for their terrible record this year. Nobody <laughs> can deny that here. Well, what about first base? Generally a position you want to pay up for, but John, I see you've got a pretty nice value option for us. I do. I'm going to go with uh, Logan Morrison here at 3,100. Now, Morrison had a about as poor of a start to the season as you're going to see, especially from a from a first baseman that uh, you know was supposed to be kind of a, a big part of this Rays offense. But you know he's starting to turn things around a bit at the dish. He's slashing 435, 500, 652 in the last two weeks. So that's some that's some pretty serious production there over over you know that two week span. He's going to be going against Dylan G, a guy that. Uh, 
allows a 333 batting average against to left-handed batters. So I think the matchup is super favorable in this case, in addition to the fact that Morrison is definitely trending in the right direction. So at 3,100, that's kind of a nice uh, bargain play uh, to allow you to, to really uh, pay up elsewhere. Yeah, I don't have the exact stats in front of me right now, but the April-May splits are absolutely ridiculous for <laughs> yeah. Morrison. It's just it's something crazy to look at if you're thinking about using him. So I jump on that. I actually I bought him in our stake league just because I wanted to this is a season long league now because I wanted to get you know some hitters that are consistent because it's a 17 man league and you sure. need pretty much anyone that starts it gets a roster spot here haven't put him in my lineup yet and starting to regret that because he's been providing steals and home runs in over the past week which is not generally characteristic of him staying on the first base side though if you're going to pay up for any kind of first baseman today, I do not think you can go wrong with Joey Votto at Coors Field. His price is below 4000 now. He sits at 3800 Of course, some well-documented struggles here, but mm-hmm. mashed a couple doubles yesterday, I believe, and, and he's just... He's just as solid as they come, as safe as they come. The biggest question is uh, the possibility of rain at Coors Field, so you're going to want to double-check those weather reports. If, for example, Votto doesn't play, or that whole game with the highest over-under of the day of 11 is rained out, oh, that'd be a bummer. <laughs> I'm turning to the Cardinals' lefties, especially Matt Adams at 3,400. Again, they'll get a chance to uh, tear up Willie Peralta again in a hitter-friendly ballpark at Miller Park, so you get the ballpark boost there as well. If you can't quite afford Matt Adams at 3,400, can't go wrong with Brandon Moss either at 3,100. Uh, unfortunately, they're both both first base only eligible on FanDuel, so you're going to have to make a decision there. I would lean towards Adams. He's been hitting pretty well, especially right hand pitching. But again, Moss not Moss not a, not a bad not a bad. And over to the Keystone, John, you've got a couple plays down here, or at least one main one here. Who are you looking at? I'm going to go with Neil Walker here at 3,000 going against Matt Latos. Uh, you know, from their days in the NL Central, Neil Walker actually has a has a pretty large track record against Latos from, you know, Pirates and Reds days. Uh, he's got two home runs in 25 career at-bats versus Latos. And also, Latos is a guy that's really come back to earth, sort of how we mentioned with uh, Morrison's April-May splits. Uh, Latos's are in are trending in, the ver- in an opposite direction. Uh, he's really struggled of late. He's allowed four more runs in, in four of his last five outings, and he's given up seven home runs in that stretch. And Neil Walker does provide that pop that you look for uh, in terms of upside if you're, when you're going with the middle infield. You know, you're not always going to get these guys that can put one out of the park, but Will, Walker's definitely a guy that can, and he's proven that he can do it against Latos, and Latos is struggling. So 3,000, it's a nice, you know, mid-tier option for me. Yeah, there's a lot of second basemen I like today, Walker being one of them. Uh, I, I would argue that I think $3,000. I might lean towards maybe Brian Dozier a little bit. He's going against lefty Eric Surkamp, who has been dreadful as advertised this season. A <laughs> 655 ERA, and there's nothing fluky about that, backed up by a 670 FIP. Five starts. He's made it a total of 22 innings and strikes out less than five per nine. Ooh. So that's the book on Surkamp. So I think anyone in the Twins lineup, especially those right handers, are in play. So I, I like Dozier there. But I also think second base is an excellent way to save some money today by going with a guy like Devin Travis. He got the day off Monday, so he'll probably be back in the lineup here, again returning from injury earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Devin Travis just 2200 so I think a Blue Jays stack, especially Blue Jays right-handers against CC Sabathia, are 
as good as it gets here, and Travis at 2,200 gives you a way to do that. Then finally, one other second baseman I want to work into the mix because he's worth a mention. If you get a chance to play the early slate, I don't know how you can go anyone other than Robinson Cano. Yeah, 4,400 is quite pricey, but 411, 442, 722 is his career slash line over 90 at-bats against James Shields. James Shields and Shields... Surely isn't trending in the right direction this year at all. So right. it's not like he's going to get the better half of those numbers. Cano's probably a lock in the early games here. What about the hot corner, though, John? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, you know, as we've talked about, Cardinals versus Brewers game, definitely want to target today. I'm going to go with Matt Carpenter at 3500 Now, that's a pretty affordable price for the kind of upside that Carpenter has. He's been pretty hot of late, and his lifetime numbers against uh, Peralta are, are ridiculous. He's 16 for 35. That's a 457 batting average, and his OPS is 1.354. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So he's going to be hitting in, the, in a favorable part of the order. He'll, he'll either be leading off or or somewhere in that middle third, and I, I re, or opening third. So I really like Carpenter here tonight. I think he's really gonna you know tear it up. He's gonna he's gonna have like you know anywhere between twenty and thirty points in my opinion, almost lock, on a, on a lock here. Yeah, right on. I I do really like Carpenter. I think that out of all the potential plays, uh, Carpenter might be the biggest value on the slate, even with that price tag. You got a lefty getting plenty of at bats against Willie Peralta, so you got to look at Carpenter, no matter who you're using as your pitcher, because that's one place that you might want to pay up a little bit there. I want to throw in um, another option. A little bit dealing with a knee injury, so you're going to want to watch that. Uh, Trevor Plouffe kind of has that sprained MCL, but he did work his way into the lineup for a pinch hit appearance on Monday. Yes, that was correct, on Monday. And he sits at only 2,500 if he's in the lineup. Even if he's not at 100%, I think he's a decent play against Eric Surkamp Again, picking on the A's with a little bit of a twin stack today. And, of course, you can never... Whenever the Blue Jays face the lefty, 100% of the time, Josh Donaldson is in play no matter what. And one way or another, Josh Donaldson has trickled down to the fourth third baseman in, in terms of price. So Chris Bryant, Nolan Arenado, Anthony Rendon, all above 4,000. Then you get Josh Donaldson at 3,900 at the Rogers Center against CC. I'd say you have a, almost better than a 50-50 chance at a home run from Donaldson tonight. You can't go wrong there. I agree. All right. What about shortstop, John? I'm going to go with Didi Gregorius here at 2,700 going in that same game, going against uh, the Blue Jays. And generally, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go with a lefty when he's facing a left-handed pitcher, uh, as the Yankees are tonight against Jay Happ. But uh, Didi's one of these rare guys that actually thrives against southpaws way more than he does against right-handers. So he's 2,700, and he's he's batting more than 100 points better against left-handers, a 356 average against lefties, and he has a 223 average against right-handed pitchers. So, I mean, that's a pretty uh, serious, you know, day-night type of split there. And I I think that, you know, most people will see just lefty-lefty matchup and just kind of pick elsewhere from that shortstop pool. But I think stop, take a look at the numbers. Gregorius against lefties is actually an excellent play. And at 2,700, you're not really paying a whole lot for it either. That's pretty crazy because you're going to get Didi at a very low ownership percentage because a lot of people will look at that platoon matchup and be like, nope, I'm out. They won't do that second level of research at all. And they might miss out on an opportunity here. Uh, For my shortstops, I'm looking to kind of save salary at this position. There are some good plays today, but you can't get a $3,900 play at every position, unfortunately. True. So I'm going to look towards a guy like Eduardo Escobar of the Twins. $2,000 punt play, again, picking on Sir Camp. Also, 
picking on CC Sabathia, like I mentioned earlier, Darwin Barney is going to be the everyday shortstop for the Blue Jays. At least uh, that's going to be the initial plan. Right. Uh, he's going to get those starts over Ryan Goins here now that Devin Travis is back at second base and Troy Tulowitzki is on the disabled list. Mm-hmm. Barwin 2400 against CC. I think you can't go wrong there here. Let's move on to the outfield, though, John. We've each got a couple of uh, high-priced options and then some kind of mid-tier options. Uh, you have a unique high-priced option that I was pretty high on Monday. Didn't really come through to me. You want to tell me about what you think about Yoenis Cespedes today? Sure. I mean, Cespedes has definitely slumped a little bit of late, and you, you know, you, I think that's definitely reflected in his price at thirty-eight hundred. You know, he's a guy that you've seen uh, be at the top of the outfield. Uh, price range in terms of salary for a good portion of this year but i think tuesday he's at 3800 that's a pretty solid deal for cespedes when you're when you're thinking about a guy that really has you know mid 4000 potential he's going against a guy in latos like i've mentioned has struggled a bit of late so i think cespedes is going to be able to turn around a little bit tonight uh and i think you know people might be scared off by the slump uh and and with that lower ownership than usual. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to take advantage of that. Use Cespedes is here. And then uh, a couple of my mid-tier options here as well. I'm coming with uh, Nick Markakis at 3,100, going against Jake Peavy, like I've mentioned. Uh, Jake Peavy has a 402 batting average against on the road this year, and his ERA is at 10. That, that is not a misprint. That is a 10.0 ERA on the road. Double uh, digits. <laughs> Pretty good. And then we got, you know, Markakis is 7 for 21 lifetime against PV. He really shouldn't have much of a problem uh, producing some points here at just 3,100 uh, coming in from the middle of the lineup. And then, uh, as we've also already mentioned uh, with this Brewers Cardinals game, I'm going to go with Matt Holiday at 3,000. Holiday's starting to heat up, slugs four fifty or 547 against right handers uh, and hits in a favorable part of the lineup going against Peralta. Uh, he's clubbed eight of his nine home runs against uh, right-handers this year. I really think that Holiday at 3,000 is a really nice value. Yeah, right on. I'm a big favorite of all those pitch picks there. One side comment I just want to throw out here. We're talking about picking on pitchers like PV and CC Sabathia mm-hmm. in our SKL2 league. Those are pitchers that, okay, I've already given up on competing this year. I've been trading for prospects. Those are pitchers I picked up and put in my lineup to make sure I get the number one pick in the reserve draft next year. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really what we're dealing with here. And PV's 10 ERA, just just dreadful. The so, tank is on. Yep, guys to, guys to pick up or, or to target, at least in this type of context here. I got to go with my outfielder. 3,900, Carlos Gonzalez is a lock for me. Cargo's got to be used as long as the game is being played. Once again, double check on the rain percentage there. We had a little bit more than a 50% chance last time I looked before hitting the record button here today. So keep an eye on that. But at 3,900, you've got Cargo going against a right-hander and John Moscott. Uh, There's just... A lot to like about that matchup in general. And once Moscott get, gets bounced after three, four innings, then you've got the worst bullpen in Major League Baseball by, by far margin. Mm-hmm. for several more at-bats. So, you know, the Rockies will probably find themselves scoring 10, 12 runs tonight, and Cargo should have a big piece of that. I'd say he's uh, as chalk as it gets with, uh, I, you know, I'm calling at least 25, 30 fantasy points minimum tonight. So there we go. really liking Cargo. Of course, if you're taking my advice, going Blue Jays stack, you got to consider Jose Bautista against CC Sabathia. But at 4600, it's going to be very Oof. tough to find value and work him in. So worth a mention here. But you're going to pay up for your Donaldsons and Bautistas, which is why you maybe kind of got to go cheaper with your Barneys or or your Escobars or, or you know just some cheap options in there. Sure. As far as other outfielders. 
Corey Dickerson gets a uh, favorable matchup here against Dylan G, just 2,600. Uh, you got to throw out Mickey Maddock from, from the Rays there as well. Going against G, just $2,000. If he's in the lineup, I can think of a lot worse punt, or a lot, you know, I can, can't think of too many worse punt plays than that. Sure. I'd go with him. Otherwise, uh, you know, kind of throwing in on your Brave stack, Ender and Ciarte at 3,200. Got to find a way to get him in there as well. Mm-hmm. So I kind of alluded to chalk plays uh, for your hitters. You got to pick one chalk play for the day, someone that you're going to stick across almost all of your lineups. Who's that going to be for you, John? I'm going to go with Carpenter. I mean, the, those uh, those career numbers against Peralta were just so eye-opening. Plus, Carpenter, he, he's just been on fire of late, so I really can't go away from him. Plus, like you mentioned, his value is pretty ridiculous at 3,500, you know, He's producing like a $4,000 player at this point. So I'm definitely going to go with uh, Matt Carpenter here as my chalk guy. Yeah, you know what? My chalk guy is not going to change from our Ralph Wiggum chalk play uh, during Monday's morning press here. (laughs) I'm going back to the cargo train against John Moscott, as I mentioned earlier. But Matt Carpenter, a very fine play if uh, that game ends up being rained out. Now, John, what about your favorite stack of the day? If you had to pick uh, one team that you're going to stack or, or, or even a couple options here, who are you going with? As we, as our listeners can probably glean from how we did the positional breakdown, I really like those Cardinals left-handers against Peralta, and I really like pretty much any Brave going against Jake Peavy. And, and with the Brave, with kind of a, using a Brave stack or even a mini stack, you're, you're going to get some guys that probably aren't going to be very highly owned and have like a lot of uh, room to just for profit so i'm gonna go with a little bit of braves here and then definitely cardinals lefties yeah you know i just have a feeling about this blue jays offense the way that they mash uh left-handed pitching and cc's actually been exceeding expectations a little bit at least in in, in my book but yeah, is he like bartolo coloning right now just uh, kind he, of figuring it out something late he's, in his getting career? It, he's getting it right two eight three era backed up by a two nine nine fifth wow. so that's impressive what concerns me at least um, a little bit is a 2.3% home run to fly ball rate. That's going to come back down to earth eventually. Right. And that's why I'm going to pick out a bunch of Blue Jays tonight. You can use four of them. I'm going to see if I can do, um, you know, if I'm not using Carpenter, I'm going to see if I can work in Donaldson, Bautista, and then Barney and Travis just to kind of balance it out and get a piece of all bits of that order. So I really dig yeah. that Blue Jays stack against CC tonight. Uh, you know, but again, it ain't for the faint of heart because CC has been putting up respectable performances this year. Uh, on the note of stacks, though, I want to talk about the highest over-under games. Uh, you've got Reds at Rockies with an over-under of, lo- of 11, something at Coors Field. Again, watch out for rain in that game. Also, on the early slate, you've got Astros at Diamondbacks, over-under of 9. You've got McCullers versus Corbin there, again, on the early slate, so probably not going to be able to exploit that for the evening matchups. But one you can exploit is Cardinals at Brewers, over-under 9. Mike Leak, Willie Peralta, should be some runs scored in Miller Park at that game. Yep. Well, MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. That is FanDuel.com. Remember to enter the promo code ROTOWIRE. All right, tournament flyers today, John. Got a couple unique options here that we want to kind of take a look at here. Again, we're shooting for real cheap pitchers that you can used to afford those Rockies or Reds or Blue Jays stacks or even Cardinal stacks that tend to get pretty pricey. If you're going to try to do that today, what pitcher are you targeting? 
I'm going to go with Matt Whistler of the Braves at 6,600 at home going against the aforementioned Giants with Jake Peavy opposing him on the hill. Now, I understand that picking a Braves pitcher just generally isn't the best strategy based on win probability alone, uh, but I've had some luck uh, this year with Whistler, and it seems like his price on FanDuel hasn't really caught up to his production. I know that usually when you and I are doing these tournament flyers, it's very rare that we find someone under like the 7,400 price range that you actually feel pretty confident can get out of viable in the first place. Exactly. Normally under that price range, you're looking at a punching bag that's going to give up five or more. Yeah, you're just hoping that like they're off offense backs him up or something you know something like that i'm crazy but in this case i really like whistler i really like what he's been able to do um and i know that his home stats aren't as good as his ones on the road but you got to take those with a grain of salt because they're inflated by his first start of the year where he allowed four runs to the cardinals and then he gave up five runs to boston who probably has the best offense in baseball Mm -hmm. so i'm not going to count those home splits too hard against him right now so at 6600 you're getting a steal in terms of his talent and then it's going to be one of those rare once-in-a-blue-moon type th- things where the Braves really have a chance at, at winning tonight uh, going against Peavy. Mm-hmm. I like all of that rationale, and I could see Whistler. I think Whistler probably brings you a little bit more upside in terms of my tournament play, but I'm going to throw out another $6,600 option that might be a little bit safer. I, I, I don't know if I want to completely go out on a limb and say that yet, but there's a reason that I really like Mike Leak at 6600 at the Brewers. Now, we mentioned that being a game to target, being over-under-wise. That being said, the Cardinals are minus 142 favorites. And then go ahead and take a look at Leak's game log. He's got 30 or more FanDuel points in four straight, so he hasn't been killing anyone. And over that span, he's got marks of 42 and 48, yet we still haven't seen much of a price increase on that. So you have to take that into play. I think part of the reason he's a cheaper pitcher is because he doesn't have really much strikeout potential. He's sure. regarded as that. You know, four, five, six Ks is maybe his ceiling. Wizard's a bit, a bit similar in that regard as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But if you're going to go with a pitcher like that, Try to pick out an opponent in Milwaukee. Now, the Brewers have put together some solid offensive performances this year, but when it's all said and done, they still lead the league with a 25.9% K rate on the season. Mm -hmm. So if there's any team that you're going to turn an average of 4-5 strikeouts into 6-7 strikeouts, it's probably going to be the Brewers, a couple other candidates, maybe the Astros or the Padres or even the Braves might be up there. But the Brewers striking out a ton. And then there's there's a reason the Cards are minus 142 favorites, and the biggest reason that jumps up to me is... Willie Peralta being so dreadful this season he's probably if you looked at the we got we got to generate a list of odds for who's the next next up for a demotion to the bullpen we really do because Willie Peralta is there if not minor leagues I don't know what council and the Brewers are going to do with him he seems to have lost all the magic that he had a couple seasons ago so Mike Leake win probability a lot going on Plus, Ryan Braun's still kind of do, dealing with that back issue. We don't know for sure if he'll be back in the lineup there. Right. So I know I was kind of contradictory picking Jonathan Lucroy and Mike Leak today, but, I mean, you could go either way, and I and Mike Leak will give up some hits. So I guess there's a chance you could do both. You know, probably don't want to do both in the same lineup. But right. at 6,600, I like what Mike Leak brings to the table there. So just to cap things off for cash games tonight, John's a fan of Steven Matz. I'm a big fan of Jake Arrieta. Uh, and then we go to tournaments. John likes Matt Whistler. I like Mike Leak. Hitters, I uh, got to go with uh, Cargo for me. 
Of course, watch the weather. Matt Carpenter as well for John here. Before we sign off, just want to do a quick weather summary. Giants at Braves, 54% chance of rain that day. Doesn't necessarily mean it's likely to be delayed, but there could be some rainfall there. Dodgers at Cubs, also a 51% chance. Rays at Royals are listed in a pretty good chance of rain out on our site. Only a 30% chance of rain, but the issue there is thunderstorms that could be moving in and out. So definitely going to want to monitor that game. And then, of course, you mentioned this a few times, Reds at Rockies with the best odds at 56% chance of rain. So keep an eye out on those weather reports before you go ahead and push the lock on those daily lineups. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening to the Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Remember once again that first-time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via Rotowire can get six months of complimentary access to our website. Otherwise, then just check out rotowire.com on your own. Go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash P-O-D. Once again, I'm Jake Latarski. You can give me a follow at jakeski52. And I'm John McKechnie. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Baseball Podcast will return Wednesday with Benny Riccardi and James Seltzer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.